Hey, AGs, are you ready to add a touch of luxury to your home, just like the Real Housewives? BCC Villa Rosa. Introducing Home Threads, where style meets comfort for the ultimate glam experience. Picture this. Chic furniture, one could even say chic c'est la vie, that mirrors the elegance of your favorite housewives' mansions. With exclusive designer collections and a curated selection, HomeThreads.com has everything you need to make your space as fabulous as the housewives themselves and always at the best value. Unlike Joe Gorka's initial attempts at windows, perhaps. Now, I have to tell you, I know that Padma is no longer on Top Chef, and may her memory be a blessing, but nothing has made me feel better prepared to host future seasons and potentially even iterations of Top Chef Upper East Side Edition than the Henkel's clad 10-piece stainless steel cookware set in silver that I got along with a two-piece stainless steel ceramic nonstick fry set from Zwilling thanks to Home Threads. It makes me feel like I am finally ready to be a top chef one egg over easy at a time. They're gorgeous. They look great in the apartment. For someone like me who lives in New York City which with a very small space, what I have in my kitchen is important because guests who come to visit me see it. And I'm so, so thankful to have discovered Home Threads because now I feel fully prepared to make eggs a la Francais. Head over to HomeThreads.com today and live your best Real Housewives life. Go to HomeThreads.com slash AndyScrolls and get a code for 15% off your first order. Again, that's HomeThreads.com slash AndyScrolls for a 15% off code off your first order. HomeThreads, love where you live. I'm not a housewife or a hustler, but I know a fashion crime. I don't need a seat at the table. I've already reserved the whole restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The tone on that was gorgeous. We're getting to our political housewives era. You gotta make a statement (laughs) with your tagline like Ebony K. Williams. And I made a statement. The whole restaurant. God forbid I say this, and in advance, rest in peace, but almost like the statement necklace yes. of taglines. She's no longer with us. She is no longer with us. R.I.P. You know, R.I.P. <laughs> May, May her memory be a blessing mm-hmm. and also not uncool. You guys, it's Andy's <laughs> Girls. It's episode 227. Can you believe I just had to check that? I thought it was 226, but I just did 227. That's literally wild. Okay, 227. Absolutely. That's incredible. Thank That's incredible. You. That's a lot of episodes. Oh just like a little bit that's 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 a lot you know your stuff you really you've you've committed you know i've I've watched a couple episodes what can i I do dabble in it you know i dabble i dabble and i'm so excited to do much more than that with this week's guest you know chris murphy as the staff writer at vanity fair comedian and you also may remember his face if you woke up today and decided to do your Due diligence mm. as an American, as a citizen, as a citizen of this world. Your civic duty. 
your civic duty by watching the brand new Hulu documentary about Erica and Tom Girardi, The Housewife and the Hustler. <laughs> Welcome to the People's People's Couch, Chris Murphy. Oh, uh, How are you? I am so happy to be here. I mean, the timing is perfect. The, the doc came out today, you know, revelations. I learned so much. I'm in the doc and I learned so much from watching it. I was like, wow, this shit is even darker than I thought it was. And I thought it was Can dark. I can I please tell you, we had this on the books for a hot minute. Didn't know you were. Oh, wait, I totally did know you were in the documentary. And I was like, let's schedule around it because oh, I'm a genius. You're a genius. Well, I like sort of forgot. And like, I was like, wait, oh, oh my God, it's out. Oh, my God. <laughs> Tom Girardi is one of the most duplicitous men who have who has ever existed. And I don't care that he's old and that he might have Alzheimer's. It has to be said what he did to those people is bad. Was really I terrible. Mean, there's a lesson we got to get into it there's i have i have so many questions for you first off how did this happen how did production approach you who came to you how did this i like knowing the ins and i like knowing the biz the biz biz. oh my god it's a crazy industry you know documentary films (laughs) abc news the wild west wild west there's always knocking on your door no but really what happened um i so i used to be at Vulture, I was a writer, a part-time writer at Vulture, and I did Real Housewives recaps, Atlanta, of Potomac. Of which I have read many. Thank you. They were honestly, it was such a gorgeous time to be alive, and just to spend that time <laughs> with the, with those women was really fantastic. And then I ended up getting this job at Vanity Fair, and they were like, "We really want you to like do something about the housewives, like you know, like we like mm. like we liked your stuff there. Like, let's come up with something." Just so happens, within my first week of joining Vanity Fair, Jen Shaw gets arrested for her national television marketing scam fraudstress of the century whatnot so I was like okay this is literally like manna sent from the heavens like I have to I have to write something about how literally insane it is that Jen Shaw was a criminal mastermind and yet still felt the need to sort of put herself on screen in front of everyone even though she'd been you know committing federal crimes allegedly I'll say allegedly I don't want anybody to get sued so allegedly committing federal crimes for 12 years um so I wrote this article about like you know uh, housewives with legal issues and somebody at abc Mm. news it was on vanity fair did pretty well somebody at abc news saw and was like hey you must be in this erica jane documentary and i was like yes i must be in this erica jane documentary first off how pissed is jen shaw that erica jane got the abc she's she's seething she is absolutely seething she's pissed she's like she like that's the thing is that like she wants she wants what eric honestly has so bad Mm -hmm. which is like the roxy heart of it all we call back to erica jane being roxy heart in chicago on broadway let's (laughs) forget full Um, circle full circle yeah jen shaw wants it but i don't i don't necessarily see it happening for her her gofundme was a huge flop (laughs) <laughs> when only one person donated it was $250 no one it was her 100% definitely her. she definitely donated to herself to sort of get the ball rolling uh-huh. and then the ball just never rolled because <laughs> nobody should be donating to Jen Shaw but um I, yeah she's definitely pissed but you know it's just crazy it's like we've been doing this we've been playing this housewives game for 15 years and we still haven't learned the lessons of our patron saint Teresa mm. Judice. you know don't put your hand in the cookie jar on national television you're gonna get caught you're going to get caught. I mean, this is the thing is like, p- 
people often wonder why go on housewives if you are potentially allegedly whatever yeah. in the middle of doing some sort of financial crime or crime crime mm-hmm. and i feel like the answer to that is a lot of the people who have the level of narcissism that we love to celebrate we love we love to see it we love to see it in others so that we don't have to look in ourselves and our own narcissism and then judgment starts at home at bravotv.com yeah it absolutely does those in glass houses as they say you know (laughs) amen i mean look villa rosa are you calling oh my Um, god but yes the level of narcissism yes we love they have the level they have the level and it just so happens that that intersects it meets at the intersection of people who think they will never get caught who are doing these kind so it's like People ask, oh, can you believe that we've had this laundry list of people inc- uh, accused of federal or, or or whatever crimes who are appearing on Housewives? And it's like, yeah, that's kind of that's, honestly the audience of applicants these the, days. It's the target audience. And they do believe that they're above the law and they do believe that they are the ones who are never going to get caught. And honestly, for some of them, I think it's worth it because it's sort of like or they or they think it's worth it because it's all about brand building and it gets their name in the press and all press is good press, blah, blah, blah. But mm-hmm. it really it exposes like an underbelly or a part of society. This is why I'm like, I'm still going to watch The Housewives, even though many of them are probably scammers, because these people would still be scamming even if they weren't on television. I think I, I do think even if they weren't on The Housewives, as, as we see with Jen Shaw, she was doing this long before, you know, she ever got on The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. So it's like these people exist and we need to know who they are. We need to know the signs. We need to know what to look out for so that we can protect ourselves, because you know what I don't want? I don't want to lose all my money in a natural telemarketing scam, all right? I need to I need to know who's running the rackets, who's a grifter, okay? We need to see these people for who they are. And Bravo gives us literally like front row access to the show. And so I'm gonna, I'm gonna tune in because I need to protect myself and I need to protect my family from these 100%. women. 100%. And I also love and them. <laughs> I mean, I love to watch them. I also think that like, if the moral of the story on housewives and i do think that there are several morals one can take away uh from watching these shows but one of the morals on housewives is like all that glitters is not gold mm. and it turns out some of that fucking gold is stolen and so, bitch. And some like of that, what some of that gold is stolen from widows and orphans and burn victims okay like it's not even just stolen it's not even like a robin hood steal from the rich like it's literally it's it's all that glitters is not gold and it's it's pilfered it's taken from real Americans and real people. And that is like, and that is a, honestly a tough lesson. I, I don't know. I don't, I won't, I won't speak for you, Sarah, but I've been known to suffer from this little sort of uh, medical condition called jealousy. Um, and <laughs> I, it's really helpful. It's a chronic condition, a chronic condition over here. You know, it, oh. there is no cure. I, you know, I have the best doctors Symptoms on are it. Tough. They're tough. Yes. Um, but I will say watching the housewives and watching sort of the rise and fall of all these women, it really does sort of help be like, actually, you know what? Me and my little studio apartment, you know, that I could barely afford. We're doing. I'm doing all right. I'm doing okay. Because at least I didn't. I didn't steal this apartment from victims of the Lion Air plane crash. Okay. Like, I, mean, I can I at can least gar- say that. I can guarantee you, you're in a better financial spot than Erica Jane. <laughs> yeah. It's actually like thinking about her, like literally her physical assets at this moment, which I think was a really actually interesting part of the doc where it's like, she probably now has more money than Tom. Tom had like, he like blew through $80 million. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like, 
make that make sense. I don't, I can't make that make sense. It was only 50 in cash, as he said. <laughs> only 50. You lost 30 right there, guys. Right there. Only 50 in cash. You know, and that's, you know, you know, he should have put it all in crypto. But anyway, it was, <laughs> it's just like thinking about how she literally has, we can see, and because she's been on the show for long, the amount of, I spent more time in Erica Jane's closet than I have in my own closet. Like I could tell mm. you her Chanel bags or Louis Vuitton or Balenciaga, like she has actual capital in assets in clothes alone. And that all probably has to go away. I, I, I can't really see a scenario where she gets to keep 80% of that. I mean, I have so many questions for the folks who produce this documentary, including, listen, any timing for the release of this was going to be good timing yeah. because everyone's talking about it. But for it to come out the week that the divorce announcement episode is airing, is something that's a chef's it's, kiss moment that's a moment that we is, really we really love we love to see it we love to see it and <laughs> also we've seen the cartier panther ring i think she has two i forget honestly <laughs> at this point but the creditors will remind me i mean they her, will her defense of like protecting her assets is that everything he gave her was a gift but there are allegations first off yeah. there's the question of like will that even protect you yeah. and Sonny host on the dock was like she was like LOL. she's like actually no she was like lol <laughs> like, no, no good try though but maybe. yeah circle back with something else yeah um, but there is also the huge question of like with the timing of this with all of the various financial crimes that Tom has committed really coming into the public consciousness mm -hmm. in the last year. In the last like eight months. In the last eight months. How do we now look at this storyline that's going to come out on BH of her leaving him and then from what we've seen her do on social pretend it's because 15 years ago he had an affair. Yeah, I one, I'm not buying that too. I mean like, and I like, and I, we can get into Beverly Hills, which I do think we're having a pretty great season thus far. I think a we're phenomenal. a phenomenal, phenomenal season. I'm really liking, I'm really liking what uh, we're getting from Beverly Hills. But I like, honestly, and I say this with love, I will not believe a word that comes out of her mouth about anything, mm -hmm. anything regarding the divorce, anything. She's too smart. She's too shrewd. And that doesn't make, I'm sorry that the affair was 15 years. It does. It just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't add up. It just simply doesn't. All right. There was like, maybe she didn't know like the full extent of where all the money was coming from but like i you know she's a, she's you know in his company she's a secretary of the girardi trust like it's it's not adding it's not adding up and i don't need her to necessarily spill all the beans but if she's gonna try to pretend like she like they fell out of love or she's now just you know uh, feeling the wounds of his affair i save it save it save it for somebody else i'm not i wasn't born yesterday i know i look young and gorgeous but i'm not stupid Gorge. and i'm not wasn't born yesterday erica you're gonna need you're gonna need to do something else and she's not gonna say anything and that's the thing that's the thing with erica she's not gonna actually say anything i think it's just gonna be a lot of like hem like i think all the previews have shown us everything she's gonna say about mm -hmm. tom and the situation i think that's all we got from her I mean, the wild shift to me is going to be not only her grasping for straws and like, what is she going to say about the breakup of their marriage? And also how in real time is she 
going to potentially help Tom, you know, like Pasadena House selling. Yeah. Like, where is he staying? Like, where is he going to stay? He needs help. He's literally old. Like, that's what we do have to be. He is old. He needs help. I mean, he's got his brother. I don't know what to yeah, tell you. Hopefully, his, his brother has a couch. That's you know, like <laughs> I'm eighty-one years old sleeping on your brother's couch. That is literally so dark, but not nearly as dark as all the crimes that he allegedly committed. So we all, again, anything that sounds somewhat sympathetic towards Tom and Erica is undercut by the fact that what happened was literally terrible. But he is eighty-one, and I don't think an eighty-one-year-old should be sleeping on a couch. The couch is so much better than his other option, which, which is, is prison. jail, which is, <laughs> which is federal, federal prison. prison. <laughs> so Let's like the clear. couch might not be looking so bad yeah. if it's in his like brother's rec room instead of wherever. <laughs> that <laughs> wherever yeah, uh, yeah that might be slightly less pleasant for I him. Mean, but how is she going to how is she? Is there any chance for her to help him at all? I have so many. What do you think of this? Like, what do you even do from a PR perspective? And this is your husband of however many years. I I don't I don't know. I really I wish that I had like a really this is exactly what I wish I could be like, you know, like uh, Olivia Pope and be like, this is exactly what, you know, mm. uh, Erica Jane should do. And I do think it was interesting that they sort of were like, they remember when she was like involved with Army Hammer? Do you remember that? Like that sort of like that popped Crazy up. Days and nights, there was like a little bit of a, a blind rumor. Yes, yeah. that was that happened. I was like, that's also not the, that's not the road you want to go down either. I mean, we got two paths and they're both sort of <laughs> equally bad. We've got to find something else. I do think it would help if she were more, and this is something, it's not in her character. She is sort of a naturally cold woman who like, then we'll get emotional she'll open up in like these like in these like very specific like moments and that's what we sort of loved about her on the show but it would be helpful if she was like a little bit more forthcoming like i just don't i don't but i don't see i don't see her doing that one legal reasons and two that's just not her character i, I think she's gonna keep everything so guarded so close to her chest and we're just gonna have to wait and see what happens I mean, remember Eileen, God forbid. Oh, that was the best scene in that was I literally I will say this did get cut from the dock, and I have no idea why they cut this from the dock. But I basically <gasps> did, like word for word did their whole like, don't you talk about my son, like exchange. <laughs> um, and somehow that didn't make the final cut. I don't know what ABC News um, was thinking. Yeah, they could have maybe cut around Dana Pam and <laughs> uh Danielle. P.S. <laughs> the casting of the talent from like the housewife housewife perspective is dark it's bleak it did make a lot of sense because both of these women have been either accused or charged with crimes you know dana pam pled guilty Mm -hmm. i forget what happened with danielle yeah well danielle you know you left the book at the chateau you left the book at the chateau you know you know (laughs) you can't you can never forget but the danielle stop of it all was really crazy and i do say this with love she did have a lazy eye in it sort of which is okay or like one of her eyelashes was so heavy that it was like sort of like Mm. off kilter and then like her auburn hair it was like it was just like it was just a, it was a lot to see her again in like in this way talking about erica jane who she was like i don't really know erica but we did watch what happens live once so i'm gonna talk about her in this doc. she said we worked together at watch what happens which is I not that's no that danielle did catering yeah. or <laughs> where's her like yeah her PA? w9 did, yeah, did she, did, yeah i know where's her 1099 from that if you made 500 if, or less if you worked together i would like i need to see some documentation it sounds like you were both right. sort of just on the show at the same 
them, which is fine. And again, I celebrate. It's like, I don't know, Erica, and I was in the dark. Like, I celebrate, you know, Danielle Staub doing it. But with Danielle Staub, and we have to be honest, there's always an ulterior motive. She wasn't there to talk about Erica. She was there to trash every, how, like, she was there to just talk shit. And that is kind of fun, ultimately. And, like, that is kind of fun. I mean, she was there to be there. I was slightly, I was. <laughs> there to be there. Yeah. I mean. That's so true. Purpose served. Purpose. So they could say they had a former housewife. And then they also had, you know, Dana, Dana Pam, whose I... lower third was like cast member. Because yeah. you can't say I housewife. barely remember her. Is that bad to say? I ba- Like she barely like lodges into my memory, Dana. She is only memorable for being, um, deeply uh what's even the word Uh, essentially begging the cast members to like her to the extent of like telling Camille yeah we'll get to know each other and like peace and love at your Hawaii place and like Kim I just met you three seconds ago but the fact that you fucked up my name makes me feel like I love you and Kyle were sisters it was all very um yeah needy Needy. in a way that was a little too much groveling and that's why when i i don't like when people grovel and that's the i eject it from my from my memory i don't want to i don't want to hold that i don't want to hold that energy in my consciousness i just don't need it um i completely agree i mean the thing that i take away from the documentary i wasn't expecting it and i mean this in the best possible way like to be good (laughs) sorry i knew it was gonna be great even if it was terrible i was gonna fucking love it but um to have actual personal stories from the victims of his fraud who are themselves already survivors or victims of some horrific crime or natural disaster tragic accident or, tra- or yeah tragic accident like to see these people and understand their stories to see the scars from someone who had the burned, in and outside of his body burned, burned like truly 80 to 90% of his body fully basically burned. Like it's, it, it was crazy. And it's the one when they asked me to do the doc, they said like, yeah, we're probably going to talk. They were like, we might talk to some of the, some victims of some of these, of some of Tom's alleged uh, scams, but I had no concept that they were going to like actually find like real, like absolutely deeply traumatic, like really fucking like legitimate victims. And that's the thing that it's this sort of the doc sort of like, crystallized it's like oh no tom was working with like actual victims of horrific accidents and then taking their money and using it to make you know it's expensive to be me like you know and that's and that is something that we all have to reckon with and i'm still sort of just processing that but it was really that element of it was actually very harrowing and really crazy i think that's a very important part it was a very important part of the doc to provide a real face to these, like, you know, you read the news, you read the Daily Mail, you see, you know, you hear, you know, rich guy did mean terrible thing. But then when you see them, when you see the actual people that are suffering, it changes things. It really does. And it also leaves a big question mark on the narrative for the season moving forward, because now we have this in our back pocket. And yet we are going to start a cycle of episodes where Erica is being positioned as the victim in this, that her husband has done wrong, something happens, then we get more information about his criminal misdoings, <laughs> allegedly. <Yeah. laughs> and there's a moment at a dinner, I think it's Dorit who references it, who like 
says the catch-all she of says, orphans, widows widows. and orphans in her universal her <laughs> continental child of the world accent that it cannot be we placed love. we love a child of the world and also know. connecticut <laughs> and also yes literally connecticut which is <laughs> very much not in the world <laughs> uh, but how do you how do you position like how do you look at that as an observer as a writer as a philosopher of all mm -hmm. things housewifery mm -hmm. how do you take that in noting we don't really know how the edit is going to go i mean we all saw that saw the trailer but a trailer does not a season arc make true how do you feel about the ways that this story may or may not be told i think uh, erica Erica on the defensive is is not really where we see her, you know, shine. I can think of some moments like, you know, no, she's really actually, no, I actually take that back. She doesn't shine on the defensive. And I think she's going to be on the defensive the rest of the season. I think she is, as you just said, she's going to try to spin this as I was also a victim of Tom's, you know, machinations and of his, you know, scams and his, uh, you know, his fraud or what, what have you. Um, and that... I, I, one, I don't think it's enough to carry the season. And it's so good that we actually have other things to sort of pay attention to mm -hmm. the Sutton and the crystal of it all. I, the, the Garcelle and the Lisa mm -hmm. Rinna of it all. I think it's not, I don't think it's going to take center. I don't think it's going to become the center storyline because I honestly do not think Erica will give us enough to work with. I think she's just going to be, I was a victim too. And I'm, that's all I'm going to say about that. And I just don't, I don't see her either you know owning up i absolutely don't see her taking responsibility for any aspect of this in any capacity mm. i do not see that happening whatsoever i'm sure her lawyers are like don't say anything and don't say anything that makes you see it sound even a little bit culpable because that's like you know and it's because that would be mm. bad um and honestly you know commend you know batty ass dorit for being like what you know <laughs> The, for bringing up the the widows and orphans, but I I really and maybe and I I love to be proved wrong, but I don't see us scratching more than the surface of this. I think it's just like a specter to that's going to sort of be a, a cloud over the whole season, and that's going to be sort of what you know Erica's going to be on the defensive, and we'll get like you know every single thing that she says about Tom now. I'm like oh, 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 oh. like and and like and the producers this season have been really good about keeping every single thing that she says about him that like there's innocuous like he got up today or like you know like oh like he bought me this thing you know so it's like they're very smart to do that but i don't know maybe i maybe i'm you know jaded but do you think they're really gonna do you think they're really gonna get in do you think erica's gonna really get into it i just don't see that no i think you're totally right i think that she is by nature um she is not uh, a woman who is communicative about her feelings mm -mm. and usually her points of vulnerability aside from her conversation with her mom for example her points of vulnerability are usually when she feels triggered into anger yes. so she responds in a way that is her version of like not violent but like her version she's of she's on the attack she's got a, she's on the she's attack on the she and she does the thing of the crying when you get angry thing, which I also do, because <laughs> you're so you internalize mm -hmm. everything. So sometimes the only thing that can really kick shit into gear is when you're past a 15. You've one to 10 is like, goodbye. That was three years ago. You're on the 15 yes. on route to the 20 mm -hmm. and ready to fuck someone up. I mean, I think yes. that's what we're going to see with this scene with Sutton is not a woman who is 
comfortable or interested in sharing, regardless of whether or not there are legal teams yeah. watching each app. I think this is someone who, for the betterment of her personal life and career, has always kept things under wraps. Very, yeah, very, very, under very wraps. under wraps, very close to her chest, and that's why. That's why, and people, and I was saying this last season too, I covered one episode of Real Houses of Beverly Hills and I was like, I think we're done with Erica, honestly. Cause I was like, look, she's only really, she's, we, we get her shtick. Her shtick was so fun at the beginning. And then when she was sort of triggered into being quick to anger and to being like attacking, like the Eileen moment when Kyle was like, we're not friends. And she was like, I thought we were friends. Like that was amazing. But we get like one big moment like per season and then, or like a couple, and then they would sort of like whittle down. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm good on Erica. She's not giving me what I need. She's not bringing anything to the table because she is keeping all of her emotions close to her chest, which I think is actually her authentic self. I do not think that she's like, that's like a, you know, a pretend thing. I mean, I think Lisa Rinna is like the most inauthentic person that's ever existed. I don't believe a word that comes, I, I throw, I throw her out with the bathwater. I'm not a Lisa Rinna person, but Erica, I was like, okay, I do think authentically she just keeps things sort of like inward and whatnot, but that's not that interesting anymore. Like, I feel like we've gotten all, we've, we've, we've squeezed all the juice out of that line, so to speak. But then this huge bombshell happens. And it's like, okay, no, I definitely want to see how she moves through that. But I don't think, I guess what we were saying is I don't think it's going to be that different than anything that we've seen from her before. I don't expect her to change it up, really. Can I just tell you how into you I am? <gasps> I am so into okay, you. Okay, the connection. That was perfectly said. The Rena of it all. You had to you had to go I... there with the inauthentic. And I am so here with you on this journey. It's quite I can polarizing. Say, but just, <laughs> no, it's not though. It is the truth. It is the truth. You are saying the actual Thank truth. Thank you. And I'll say it again too. I, I like she and again, I you know what? She gave us the one tear and the bunny. We love that. Mm, Great phenomenal. And amazing acting. Honestly, incredible performance. We're not taking that away from her. We're mm -mm. not taking that away from her. But every single solitary second she's on the screen, she's doing something. She's trying to give us, she's trying to give the gays everything they want. She's trying to give the viewers everything they want. And it's just so false. And it just so her trying to backtrack the Denise, the Denise of it all this season, because she knows that it came across poorly online. It's like, no, like you did that stand by if you like, but the thing is like, she doesn't care. She's all, she's just, she is so fake and phony. And she even says the line in the trailer, what's wrong with being fake and phony. I don't want to watch fake and phony. I don't want to, I don't want to watch that. I don't, I actually am not well, interested. We've already seen it. We, there are people who are being authentic on Beverly Hills and Rinna is so obviously not one of mm. them. And the reason that Garcelle, I mean, there are many reasons, yeah. but one of the primary reasons that Garcelle is like taking a step back from these scenes with her is because Garcelle understands that Rinna doesn't believe anything that she's not saying. Not a word. She believes it because she knows that's what other people are communicating to her but she doesn't necessarily understand it mm -hmm. which is the position a person would almost require needing to take if you are the kind of person who is strategizing what's the narrative i can attach to yes. this related to my story related to my personal history whatever it mm -hmm. is so that I can excuse not being there for my friend while still taking some sort of superficial responsibility. Yes. Oh, I know. I'll tell the story of when Harry's friend went to prison for sexually for assaulting raping someone. raping someone, which is crazy. 
for raping someone and I am going to connect that person's guilt and terrible crime to Denise Richards to Denise Richards whose story has been it's shady it's not it's not it's... bulletproof by any means it's like it's like it's it's not bulletproof and also the reason that I think this is so especially disgusting yeah oh please launch in please go there is because there was a moment on last season of Beverly Hills when Brandy is telling the story and there is a way that she has introduced the possibility that consent was not necessarily on the table, mm-hmm. that she was not in a position where she gave full consent. Yes. Now, regardless of my feelings about Brandy. Well, which oof, that's a lot. Which is a lot. Again, you and yeah. I. <laughs> kindred, obsessed. kindred. Um, it's super kindred. Uh, regardless of that, once you say that consent was not necessarily given, I immediately shut down all conversation because mm-hmm. you are introducing to me that something happened that is potentially very, very serious and needs to be discussed, needs to be unpacked. In a and no serious one ever, way. Yeah. In a serious way, we need to have a real conversation about what consent means mm-hmm. and how it can potentially apply. No one ever went back to that yeah. in any way. I don't Thing, no, they re- right? I, I really don't think they did either. I think they really sort of brushed past that and they were just like, oh, Brandy's crazy and Denise is a liar. They just launched on to Denise is a liar, which like, right. for which maybe, sure, fine, but clearly the situation was way more complicated and potentially fraught than anyone was willing to give it, but they just wanted to, it was a witch hunt, like not to, you know, it was a witch hunt against Denise and led by Lisa Rinna, who now realized that she sort of, in a, you know, came across as sort of like slut shamey and mean and vindictive mm-hmm. and a bad friend mm-hmm. and wants to walk mm-hmm. it back while also, as you said, like connecting what happened to some something that like was very serious and very personal, but I'm sure but has actually literally that story. And I'm so glad Garcelle said it, it has literally nothing to do with Denise Richards. It has not it, like we like at least from like the way that she was presenting it that's it was it, you couldn't she was trying to equivocate between the two and Garcelle was like don't do that and also her mom was the victim of an almost like fucking murder by yeah. a serial killer mm-hmm. or whatever Lois. so you should know better I mean yeah justice for Lois and all Lois cases, was great like yeah. you sh- Lois is yeah. phenomenal her birthday just happened ah. I think she was like oh my god so, looks I love that for her. oh my god happy birthday Lois happy birthday yeah. Lois <laughs> love that joke love that joke <laughs> But for Rinna to take a serious crime and use it in a way of like casual reflection. Yeah, justifying her. Right. Or and saying, listen, and when I look back, yeah, could I have texted Denise? Could I have checked on her? Could I have simply kept my mouth shut, which is very different from visiting your sexual assaulting friend in jail? Could I right? like could I have simply stopped egging people Mm -hmm. on and we still don't quite get why that happened or an understanding that Rinna gets 
why that didn't happen because now she's having an aha moment that makes all of us go what the what fuck? the fuck exactly and the thing is if we go back to like the you know break the fourth wall of it all is that she couldn't mm. be quiet and she couldn't you know stop egging it on because she wants she's like this is the storyline this is the engine for the season and i'm gonna i'm gonna make this the engine of the season when it didn't really need it didn't even need to be but then that's what it became because she insisted upon it and she got and she was really the ringleader of that um but she can't say that. She can't say, oh, the reason why I was like a, such a bad friend to Denise is because I was like, okay, this is our season and I'm going to make the season happen, you know? And I was manipulating and trying to, you know, act as like producer, but also star and like, you know, and I will say, and this is going to be maybe also controversial, justice for Lisa Vanderpump, because she was doing all this work in a much less sweaty and a much less obvious way. Like she was 100% manipulating and 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 selling articles to Radar Online and whatnot and making the season happen, but in a way that never came across as just as 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 bereft of any sort of integrity or whatever. I mean, I, not that I think Lisa Vanderpump LVP is like a bastion of integrity. That's not what I'm saying, but she did it in a less... <laughs> sweaty way every every move lisa rinna makes i can see the beads of sweat you know every i can see all the notes in her little you know her little book to make it happen and i don't like that here's my question rinna couldn't be more inauthentic yes. erica jane present i would say this season funny has had some great, great very I funny very funny, maybe because she has nothing else left but humor because mm-hmm. she's like selling the mink and the furs. <laughs> I don't I couldn't tell you, but like I'm here for Take the confessionals mink. that we're getting. Mm-hmm. I mean, Take back your fur. Guys and dolls moment. We love little guys and dolls. Adelaide. Adelaide. She would be good in that. I would love to see her as Adelaide though, but that's a different <laughs> I would love to see her lament. Laments would be really, that could be really good. Erica Jane's lament. (laughs) That could be really something. (sighs) But when I think about Erica Jane, I don't know quite what the future holds for even my interest on her on Housewives because all of this stuff is going on and it is honestly very engaging this is like crazy it's literally as you couldn't even write like if you wrote it in a book or something i'd be like it's too much like this is actually literally you know you're telling me the lawyer that was you know aaron brockovich lawyer did all this literally awful like it and then his wife is a house it's like actually like a hat on a hat but i do agree that while i was sort of like i was on the down with erica last season i was like i'm so happy for her with chicago Mm. but she's like not pressed she's not here she's like Mm -hmm. doing chicago I'm happy to have her stay just to sort of see how she how she wades through this. Mm-hmm. But my hopes aren't high that it will bring, you know, the drama of the season. I honestly think Sutton's gonna be the burst is is the is the lightning rod of the season. And I I mean, I I I have she I she's not for me, but I do think she's vitally important. I'm happy that she's on the show. I'm happy she has a diamond. Or what do they hold diamonds? They hold diamonds. They hold diamonds, noting that Rinna is inauthentic, yada, yada. Would you take away her diamond or would you just like to see her? I think it's time. I think it's time. I think it's time. I don't even want to see like an LVP type, like, you know, season long thing. I just think like, honestly, she should have left around the Camille Kim days. I think Mm. she really was Mm -hmm. in the Yolanda era. That was great. I think she's she's outstater welcome and she's not like a kyle where it's like you want some an anchor you know she's not a kyle she's not a ramona even i can't stand ramona but like i do understand the the need for ramona on roni 
I just think she's outstayed her welcome. I think she's not giving. I also think I will say while Roni one, you know, one to two cast members too small this season, Beverly Hills, maybe one cast member too big or so. And I would give, I really like, I I think that the amount of women is like almost perfect, but I think there's maybe like Mm -hmm. one too many. And I would give Lisa Mm -hmm. Rinna the chop. She'd be my first chop. And I say this as I do not like Sutton. (laughs) I hear you. With the Rinna stuff, it's like, I just think I am just really here for people understanding that she is the villain. Yeah, she is the villain. Very here for that. I don't know if I don't, if I want her gone. I just love getting revenge. Yeah. I think it's going to be so hard. I just feel like it's so maybe, but I, I honestly, now that we've got like actually like, Finally, we are stepping up the game. There was no one who was really going to, who could take on Lisa Rinna. Kyle's not going to take on Lisa Teddy Mellencamp, are you kidding me? Like literally, <laughs> all out, absolutely all out. not going to take it. Couldn't, couldn't even if she tried. But now we've got Garcelle, mm-hmm. now we've got Crystal. We've got some people who actually have what it takes. And like, well, Kathy's on a different planet, which I'm obsessed with her, but like literally on a different planet. But we've got some energy. And I'll even throw Dorit in the mix of like people mm-hmm. who are able to sort of engage and and hold Lisa Rinna's feet to the fire. And if that happens, which Garcelle is sort of doing, that I want that I can watch. That I want to see. I mean the difficulty is that there is this weird blood oath thing happening with Dorit, Kyle, Rinna, Erica yeah. Jane, it's the Fox 5, who am I missing from um, the fifth? Dreek, Kyle, Erica Jane, Teddy's recipe. Teddy's recipe. Oh, maybe they, they, maybe they still include Teddy. I think they probably still know. include Teddy, but I feel like they, oh, that's God. just so, which is like literally no, but. So sad for so them. So sad. I'm sad for this. But yeah, they're so, they're, they are really tight. They are really tight. You're right. Those. So how do we, I mean, the question to me is how do we break that up? But maybe it's not about breaking it up. I mean, I think Rinna will go in whatever direction she feels is most advent- provides her the most yeah the most, the most advantageous like provides her the most stability and now we have a lot of energy from people who are not connected to that alliance mm-hmm. we- and p.s i will have to just give the cautionary that like dorit i felt was a really great translator last season with translating like on behalf of Denise. Mm-hmm. So I do think that she, while she's like super, super close to them, especially Kyle, I do see her being like more of a human person I, still, which is, which is insane. Cause, hero yeah. Trait. How is she able to pull that off when she's literally not of this world? Like she's, <laughs> she's truly an alien from like, you know, like Euro land <laughs> dropped down. But I agree. I agree. <laughs> That she somehow has remained uh, human because she's also she's not she's the one who's not afraid to sort of ask the weird to ask sort of mm-hmm. the tough questions um mm-hmm. and she does it in her like random weird like you know way but she does it but she does it she does and it. now we have you know Sutton really in the mix we know from the jump she's a diamond holder yes. which gives her a lot of power in which to try to use her voice until Erica Jane does her best to, you know, diminish it accordingly. Mm -hmm. And we have Garcelle, who to me feels so open this season. There have been moments where Rinna will say something terrible and I'm talking out loud. I'm like, you stupid bitch. Like, whatever you're saying, blah, blah, blah. And then Garcelle sums it up in a way that is so much superior to what I'm thinking and literally saying out loud. I'm like, oh, I don't need to give any kind of narrative on top no, of this as I'm hate watching. Garcelle's got moments. it. 
She's got Garcelle's it. got it. And she's like in a real, she's giving big zero fucks energy. Mm-hmm. And the Garcelle plus Sutton plus Crystal, who I know people. I'm I, a huge I Crystal. I love Crystal. So I, she's nice she's kind nice. of a bitch. And I like that. She, why should that. she be a bitch? Like what? Why? Like you're confronted with Sutton. Sutton's being literally ridiculous in front of you. And like, you know, low key, like racially insensitive and like you you call her out on that and she starts crying and she does her white you know white woman tears fragility. white fragility mm-hmm. tears like no like that is annoying like why 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 should she be like i'm just like why why should she be nice like yeah sun is a ridiculous everything she said is correct but she and she's the thing is she's so uh, like sort of uncaring about how she's coming off in a way crystal mm-hmm. she really is sort of just like i like this is how i feel like i don't feel like she's I don't feel that she's performing. I mean, she had her little, she had, she cried for a second. I think that was, you know, maybe somewhat performative, but she really, she feels uh, very uh, real to me. Like she feels real to me. And I like that. She feels so real. And I feel like people need to understand that this is a miracle. They found someone with great wealth yes. in Beverly Hills who's obviously watched the show who is, who is a- her own human person. Yes. That is impossible on almost any franchise aside from Potomac, yeah. which has done A++ Olympic on levels on casting you know, like after the OG season when that can be like a little tough and you have a little bit of a dance, Mm -hmm. they've done a really, really solid job. And Beverly Hills is like, guys, we haven't had that. So you may not agree with, do I agree with the language she used with Sutton? Of course I don't. Yeah. Do I, do I agree with some of the anger that she feels? I I mean, it's her anger anger to feel. feel. And I, and I can see why if I were her, like, Mm-hmm. why why i would why i would be angry like i i, I her mm-hmm. anger to me is is i won't say justified but it's very rational I, I think it's very much like i understand why she's angry i understand i think being around sutton is exhausting i think it's absolutely exhausting and i think it's sort of like a, a, a literally and some people have a, a, the bandwidth for it and some people don't and i think crystal's just one of those people who doesn't have the like the bandwidth to deal with people who are who are silly and ridiculous and delicate and literally too delicate for this earth. And Sutton is like too delicate. I think Sutton's, and I don't mean this in any way as a joke. I think Sutton is genuinely exhausted by Sutton. (laughs) I really think that she is, but like for real, I think that her anxiety, I think it is a form. I think that what we are seeing is an exhibited heightened form of anxiety. Yes. And mixed with potential anxiety about expressing expressing said anxiety and being vulnerable to it and um i don't know 10 other things because with each but like with each of these housewives we watch their experiences and it's like oh well i don't understand why that person reacted in that moment what we're all forgetting is okay this woman is what 45 years old she has 45 years of potential triggers yes nuances tragedies everything with sutton's father and her mother being in the mental health field which also makes me wonder was Sutton ever treated Mm -hmm. after her father's uh death by suicide like what what who was there to help Sutton Sutton? after this terrible moment and there's 
and so you are understanding you're getting information about these women but then there's a scene and it's like well why did Sutton respond in that way why was Sutton crying in that moment why did Sutton literally have a roller a $25 roller from Amazon that- no I'm buying tomorrow <laughs> That why did she have that fucking roller on her face? And it's like, well, you know what? Because we're all thinking of, well, she's reacting in a way that feels out of character yeah. uh, too much for this scene. But there's like 45 years of whatever she has experienced Ooh, yeah. in her life that's leading up to that moment. And P.S., that same empathy or understanding or whatever needs to be applied to Crystal. Yes, which I don't think people do. It's so easy people for them. People are not, not to, doing that They're online. not doing it online. They're just like, she's mean. They're just like, she's mean and she's... And I do think that, like, I you're, I totally agree that Sutton has all this learned behavior that she's not just going to mm-hmm. unlearn now that she's, you know, 45 and on The Real Housewives. And so, like, she keeps falling back into these into these things. And that's how she sort of, like, mm-hmm. processes and sees the world. But that's the thing that always happens, I feel, with these with like these houses of colors that they're not extended the same grace to sort of like be who they are. And this is what we're seeing with Ebony and with Onroni, which I think is even more egregious. Like, I mean, like what she's, it's literally crazy. It's really, I think it's so interesting that we're reaching this point where it's like, guess what? We did this for 12, 13 years, sort of like segregated housewives, you know, the blondes and the OC, the brunettes on mm-hmm. New York, black people in Atlanta. You're not wrong. No, but we did that. And now it's like, what happens mm-hmm. when we actually put people, because how the world works is that actually for many people is that you, you, you run into people who have different backgrounds, different perspectives, and let's see what happens. And I know some people don't like that element of it because it, like, it makes it less fun and silly, but it does make it more real and actually more, I think the stakes are higher and actually it's more engaging and I think it's important and I think it's like and I understand if people don't necessarily love the method that Crystal has been using to sort of get through to Sutton or not or or the fact that she doesn't even care about it she's just like you you're crazy you're annoying and you're mm-hmm. crazy which is a bad word to use but I don't think you can sit there and look at Crystal and be like yeah what her read of Sutton is incorrect I don't think her read of Sutton is incorrect at all And we also have no idea why or how or if this is triggering anything from Crystal's life Mm -hmm. in any way. We don't know if a part of this is the fact that this woman is not even allowing her to express the moments in her life in which she has felt marginalized Mm -hmm. as a woman of color who is cut off. The fact that I, I genuinely I get this. The fact that she was naked in her room p.s if someone knocks on the door knocking is not no enough. You it's have not to wait for that person to say come uh, in or say right come in that's to knock on the door is like the announcement mm-hmm. you're you're about to be you know your personal whatever is about to be possibly yes. violated in some way because you haven't actually given permission for that person to en- i have a thing about knocking <laughs> because i'm really no i understand that i understand I'm that. my moments i'm having my moments but yeah. i just privacy is important and, and respecting privacy is important too and i don't think that's and we'll see what if crystal because i don't want her to like die on that hill of like that's why i don't mm-hmm. like sun i think that's like mm-hmm. i think that's like maybe an isolated incident that like okay sun made a mistake and whatnot and hopefully they can get past that but I do think that like we're really genuinely seeing two people who mm-hmm. had never who are are, are not u- used to at least on Sutton's side mm-hmm. or do not know how to operate in the same world. They do not like they they live in the same zip code or close to the same zip code, but they very much do not operate in the same world. And that is thrilling to behold. And I think, you know, mistakes have been made on both sides, but I don't think. I don't think Crystal is getting a fair shake. And I think that like, she's, yeah, I think maybe she's a little, maybe she's a little, you know, 
you know, a little cold or a little like, you know, not super sensitive. She's the perfect franchise. Perfect franchise. Perfect franchise. Perfect franchise. And maybe not super sensitive to Sutton's feelings, but also Sutton feels too much. <laughs> like I think Sutton does feel, I think, and that's anxiety. I think she's too, she's too easily, you know, set off. I mean, listen, everybody has their own journey, but we all have boundaries and the right to have them. And some of those boundaries come at the cost of friendship. Mm -hmm. And I've had that where I'm like, listen, there are people that come into your life who are wonderful people, but they need more than you are able to provide. And what we appear to be watching right now is sudden, possibly needing, even if she's not asking for it, needing more than crystal is able to give her especially as people just meeting each other especially under the construct of reality tv Mm -hmm. especially with everything else that's going on in those relationships beverly hills is incredibly is incredibly complicated right yeah it is complicated but in a very watchable way and i understand and like not to be like i I mean but i understand like yeah sutton needs more than crystal can give and i understand crystal being like i'm not giving i I don't owe you anything i'm not going to give you what you Mm -hmm. want and i think that's Mm -hmm. the thing is like sutton's being sort of clear about like what she wants and that she and like and who she is and it's just not being reciprocated. And like, that's like, but that's the world, but that's the world. Some people just don't get along. That, all of this being said, even though I'm not for Sutton, I thought like, I think she is so crucial to this year. I'm so, I'm really happy she has a diamond. I really oh think she needs to be on the show. I'm like, it's watching, you know, I'm sort of like ugh, over Kyle. I mean, like Kyle, you need, you need, cause that's, you know, I, you gotta have one star word. I like her. Yes. We need a beta. We need, we need a, a strong beta. beta. Well, that's what I like when Kyle's beta. When Kyle tried to be, you know, LVP, no, that doesn't work. No, you're the work. jester. You're the, fu- no, you're not. You're mm-hmm. jester. We don't want you as queen. <laughs> so Kyle, and I feel like she's not really trying to be queen anymore. I think she's sort of just mm-hmm. like, you know, she sort of stepped back. I think she tried it. It didn't work. Like, let Kyle be beta. Let her burn the salmon. Like, that's fun. And then with, and then you got like the Kathy Kyle. That's fun. I think Kyle's having a good season because Kathy, God love her. She literally does not know how to exist in 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 the world. Like she is so rich and is so sheltered from the realities of the world. She can't plug in a fucking fan. She can't plug in a fan. She doesn't know what Red Bull is. Here's the thing. It's like it's not that she doesn't know how to plug in a fan. She does not care to learn or someone else can do it for her. And that is not so much. It is a privilege. But like we Kathy and I share that personality (laughs) trait of like I do have my super like the curtains in my you know, like this was Fabio's nephew, my super's nephew, because like could I put those curtains up? Yeah, sure. Technically, I could probably learn, but also I do not want to. No, but I and just neither does Kathy. And there we are. And there you know, we like... are. And that's like, and that's her right. And that's and that's her journey. That's and that is her right. That is her journey. That is her right. That is her journey. And I very much and I see that. And I don't even. It's so funny with these shows because like you'd think that like that would come across from at least from Kathy Hilton, who's literally a fucking Hilton. You know, Paris Hilton's mom is like. Uh, you know annoying or you know or something but it literally just comes across as endearing because it's like yeah like that's actually who's like she's like she's just like yeah she's like she wants to you know drink red bull and eat chips and like read three magazines which is such weird behavior but like it was well, she didn't do that because she was like hmm what what, what does the audience want to see me do they definitely want to see me no. no that's like that's lisa renna whereas kathy's like yeah i'm just gonna fucking do this thing and it's and she doesn't know what channel we're on even like 
Uh. I mean, I'm so appreciative. And it also feels like Kathy, from everything that I've heard, not that this matters, but it kind of matters. From everything that I've heard, like Kyle Richards is an angel IRL yeah. like in her interactions with people. And I bet you that Kathy is exactly the same. It feels like these are two women who like have reached success in their own different ways, but have still been able to remain grounded when it comes to whatever relationships they have with their circles of friends or whomever like I think Kathy's very very connected to her kids Mm -hmm. and to her grandkids and to doing the pretty prissy parties and whatever else but from anything that I've heard about her her interactions with people she is very very grounded and the same thing with Kyle and it makes me feel really comfortable watching these two women who didn't at any point decide that they were too good for whomever they needed to stomp on top of on their way to the top. And it's like, it makes me feel I'm, I'm so I'm filled with so much curiosity about Kathy and it's like, she, you know, there's like video of her fucking singing and doing karaoke and all this (laughs) shit. And it's, it just feels like this is a woman who's like, on you know saturn or mars but also still in some ways like very goofy and centered and is however old and had never been on a ladies trip trip. like it's and is experiencing these new things for the first time on camera and i just love it i'm filled with joy for her i really honestly am i'm filled with joy and i'm also happy and maybe i mean that she was able like garcelle was like Paris was like, you know, kind of rude. And she was like, Kathy wasn't like, mm. how fucking dare she was like, okay, well, mm. she has anxiety. And like, she was like, she's got a breeziness, like an easiness, mm. a chillness, like a let it, Doesn't let she? it, let's just ride the wave. Like, mm. I thought you were Kyle. Like, that's like, she's got that thing that's just like, it's not at it all sort of, it's water that rolls off a duck's back with Kathy. And I, and I think that's energy that we need. And I'm happy to see it. And like, I don't want to delve, I don't really want to delve too much into like, you know, uh, serious water with Kathy. I don't really, at least not yet. I mean, maybe we can get there, but right now she's, she's breezing through life with her, you know, be nice girl, you go girl t-shirts that are beaded and you know, her little pranks. And it's just a nice sort of lightness that from the Richards family, which can get so dark. It feels like Kim Kim got all the darkness. Kathy got some of the weirdness and Kyle got the mom instinct. And, you know, it's just nice to sort of fill in the missing piece and have the piece not be dripping in in darkness. I 100% agree, and I feel like this Kathy and Kyle dynamic that we're seeing is everyone's reward for surviving the seasons of Kyle v. Kim, which were very dark. I think Kim is personally a very dark human being. Oh, yeah. Very, very complicated, and it's just really pleasant, for lack of a better term, to just watch (sighs) these two women who have reached a point where they're like, we love each other too much to not press on you know the opposing sisters buttons yet yet and maybe it'll happen but right now i love where we are it's a little sort of like a foppish little you know a little duo (laughs) comedy act like amid the crystal and the erica amid some really sort of like you know intense the lisa renna the girls you know it's a nice little breath of fresh and i really do i do appreciate it and who would believe that we were in a position where Beverly Hills is like fucking killing the game. This season of Beverly Hills so far is it's really unfucking believable. It's really so good. good. 
and New York is melting down. I okay, so I my hot take is that I okay, so New York, we need we need more than five. Five is too few. Five is all uh, Atlanta, five is too few this season. New York, five is too mm. few. I don't care who the five are. You need at least six to set. You need a you need six or seven housewives because we need we don't get enough combinations. I will say I am really enjoying New York. I think they're doing, I do think it's, I'm enjoying watching it. It's hard to watch. I really like Uh Ebony. I interviewed Ebony for Vanity Fair before the season. I think, yeah, she was absolutely lovely. We had like two phone calls. She was like very, and she was very much what you're seeing on the show. And it's like, the thing is Ebony, Leah tanking this season, not a good season for Leah, I think. I think Leah's having like a not, she sort of drunk girl and Kool-Aid too much. And then Mm. also like, she clearly doesn't really, it's like the grandma stuff is like, it's very sad. I understand the connection. It's like one, if you don't want to be there, just go, go to, just go to your grandma. Like she's injured. Like you literally just get on the train and go to Jersey. Like she's right there. Mm -hmm. Cause clearly you don't want to really be here. And then two, it's like, and I get like family relationships and, you know, I have grandparents and whatnot, but it's like, it's a lot of energy about a grandma. It's like, I haven't heard about her daughter once this season. It's like, it's like, you're like a mom. It's like, it's like, it's like, I'm like, I'm like, I understand that you're really upset. But it's like it's it is it, I'm I'm feeling a lot of it. So I listen. All of my grandparents are resting me. Mm-hmm. They started going when I was like four. Yeah. So it's been a minute since I had a grandparent to mourn over in the sense of like them passing and me being like, yeah. oh my god. That being said, none of my grandparents were. Um, uh playing the part of a maternal yes role a maternal because role. my own mom was withholding mm-hmm. and that's what leah's experiencing right now she's experiencing the loss of the woman who played the part in many ways of playing that mom yeah. that person that she could go to who was a family member who she could talk to unconditional her, love who listened yes. unconditional love empathy which mm-hmm. was maybe missing in bunny bunny and those crackers not the most empathetic bunny and that asparagus no. that she was just sort of chomping on <laughs> no i and i see that and i understand that but i also this is where like i and i and this is where the show comes in where it's like we break the fourth wall if it is this intense and if you were feeling this bad then you should probably just go but she kept sort of making excuses to not leave because she wants to be on the show so bad she wants to be on the show Two questions for you about that. Number one, did we feel like she felt she was in a position to leave early if there was a cast of five? Do we really think that she was? I think that she was thinking about the fact that there would only be four left. Yeah. Well, plus plus Heather, Heather. who like, no, thank you. But like, I mean, thank you, mama. But like, no, thank you. Um, But I think that's probably part of it. But I also do think, and this is the thing, and and especially these, you know, first season, second season people, which is why it's good to bring in new mm-hmm. blood is that they sort of start to be like, oh, I'm actually a big thing. I'm actually sort of like, I'm the engine. This is like, this is making my career. This is sort of like, she's changed. Her personality has changed a little bit since the beginning of when we've seen her. And I can sort of see the effects on the show on her. And so I do understand her not going and to her grandma and like, and that was a decision that she made. And that's, you know, and I respect that. And I understand, I know I sound like a callous asshole right now being like, why is she so sad that her grandma's dying? Because old people are old and people die. But I, I just, 
it can't be the excuse for every single thing. And not the excuse, but it can't be like the response to every single thing. Like when she said, like, I don't care about voting. My grandma's dying. I'm like, that's not, that's literally not an answer. I'm sorry. That's not, that's not acceptable to me as a black person in America. I will, I refuse to accept that Leah. You know, that moment overall that was tough. wasn't That was a tough moment for everyone. Anthony was like, as a black woman, this is how I feel. And Leah was like, gotta go! Yeah. <laughs> like, whatever. Yeah, it's like... Bye-bye. Bye-bye. It's like, it's one of those things where it's like, and that's why it's like, I feel like Ebony's getting sort of like, I'm enjoying this season because I do like... I mean, we're like Ramona and Luann, we're, we're seeing things, we're seeing shades of them that we've always seen, but they've never literally had to speak to a black person before on screen. And to watch them have to do it is actually deeply fascinating and illuminating. And I don't even mean that in terms of like, you know, necessarily completely all bad, but it is really fascinating. Sonia, I think beyond her one absolute breakdown, which was honestly thrilling to watch on camera. Um, she's been really <laughs> lovely. I'm a, I identify as a Sonia. So it's like, I really like, mm. I, I I'm always rooting for her. Um, so I like, oh so I, I do think like, we're seeing her at a difficult moment, which I want to see. And I just think if Ebony had, and this is my unpopular opinion is like, I do still love Bethany. Like I love like, like the Bethany Frankel of it all. If Ebony had like somebody who, to sort of take on Luann and Ramona with who could keep up like a Bethany or even a Carol, somebody who was sharp. I know your face. You're like, ah! I think Wait. Ebony needs another. Uh, Leah's not pulling. Leah's not pulling her weight for me this season in any capacity. And I think I need, I need Ebony to have another person. And I think she's now going to Sonia. And I like that. I like that friendship. Okay. Here's my only question. And of course there's going to be like seven. <laughs> um, when you think of having, Bethany be Ebony's go-to support person. You believe that Bethany would do a better job unpacking and understanding the nuances of what is going on with Ebony than Heather? No. And that's okay. So that's a really, that's a very important clarifying question. No. And there was a really terrible watch what happens clip where Bethany is doing like, like real house of Atlanta. It's a mess. It's a mess. I do think this is, so this is what I, what I, what I, I think. BCC Meghan Markle, by the way, I just have to say justice for (laughs) Megan because I'm still pissed about those. Oh my God. Those are crazy. I do think Bethany has a level of, of at least IQ, not necessarily EQ, that is higher mm-hmm. than Ramona. And, and this is triggering to Luann. Yes. That is higher than Ramona, that yes. is higher than Luann. I think Heather is sort of smart, but Heather is so, ugh, she just isn't, she's not built for reality TV in the way that Bethany is. And I think there, are, I think Bethany would be smart enough to see Ebony as like someone who is literally as like, got her shit together is as quick is as smart is is, is on it is like is a force to be reckoned with and that could either create friction or that could create unity and i just think i guess it doesn't even need to be bethany bethany is just the first person that came to my mind because i do think Beth- like bethany does make me laugh and i do think she's like she was kind of great i think the best thing bethany's ever done was be on the show better than you know like that was her best work like she was very mm-hmm. good on the show um mm-hmm. i just think ebony needs another person she does leah is not enough of a of a, you know, bring back tins, like bring back Dorinda. Well, Dorinda, I don't think would work either, but like she, she's a, a, she's a, she's a lot. She's very much, I think at sea within this five person cast and Leah is supposed supposed to be her anchor, but she's not doing, she's not doing the work. She's not doing the work. And the weird thing is when it comes to the fourth wall, 
listen, Heather said some shit on social that was super inappropriate in the last couple days. I haven't and seen. I didn't even know. I'm like, I try to stay steer clear of Heather, even though it's like steer. Yo, but sorry, what were you gonna no, say? Even though- I will say that Leah misused the word Karen. Like Heather wasn't being a Karen. Like that was like Leah Amen. just like pulling like a zeitgeisty word and throwing it at her to be mean because she like hates Heather, which is fine. But I was like, okay, Heather wasn't doing that. But Heather is one of those people who is like, I have two black friends. So I'm like the, I'm like, I'm the conduit here. And it's like, no, one, you don't really have any black friends. And two, like, you're not, you know, you're, you're not, you know, uh, queen of critical race theory, let's say, you know, like you might think you are. Well, Heather said some stuff online that was, inappropriate and racially insensitive she has put out some clarifying remarks since taking accountability for that Mm -hmm. and using like i still have so honestly i did a big post about it and it's like i'm still confused because she like all of this happened in instagram post comments oh god oh the minutia of it all the minutia the chaos it makes me uncomfortable i'm like i'm what if i miss a part of this and that's like a big like i want to try to understand this as best i am especially when i'm critiquing what someone is saying it's i i don't like the idea that i don't have all of the information provided in which to like make some sort of assessment in like responding in my own special way and so she clarified also in comments in the replies um but she mentioned in one of those comments that production shut down was fully shut down after the lou and ebony argument at that brunch and that she was positioned proposed nominated by both production and her cast members to be the person to talk to ebony and leah and that's where some of i think heather's frustration about all uh, of this she has, fell on the sword and then she and then she like that's what which she is what she's saying that, um, right and i also am a little confused by her language because i think that maybe somebody else was like in her account maybe you know because everybody has a social yeah, media social manager media and sh- there's something she said about somebody was like using the wrong account to reply and i really think that what is not being said here but is maybe i mean i would it would be great if if she was being explicit but i understand why she's not it's like maybe that wasn't her in the account at the time yeah. that was like saying this shit but the thing is that you're still responding in the person's voice so the fact that they thought that this would be language that she would use is, is like, now beep, beep, is beep. also it's beep, still beep, a problem it's also still a problem right. and it's one of those things where it's like heather's like it's just so interesting because you're seeing like with heather on the show at least you're seeing sort of the insidious you're like insidiousness of uh of like how like race and like like specifically like black people and black women's interactions with white women how coded how like there are levels there's like Luann who's straight up stupid sorry Luann is dumb and like being like wait you said you were smarter than me because you have more education it's like yeah she does have more education education is not the same thing as intelligence like she was like Luann willfully being like you know ridiculous and then you have Ramona who's like maybe not who hasn't had like something that bad yet but like clearly is not getting it and they have heather who thinks she's just a matter of just a matter of time i mean the help thing i mean she's been doing it for years with the help Mm -hmm. and then you have heather who's like no i get it but then she's like oh ebony you're so articulate like i like 
no social media person made her say that to Ebony, you know, at the end of the Great show, point. she said, oh, you're so articulate, not knowing, you know, how sort of like, you know, coded, you know, talented 10th, like, you know, vaguely racist that is. And again, I say this as someone who's like, who uses that word racist as like, not like now let's burn Heather and Luann and Ramona at the stake, but let's call out this behavior for what it is so that they can learn. And like, you know, I'm not saying throw them all out off the show, but like, this is what is happening. And we're seeing all these different versions and all these different ways that it comes out. Sometimes it's like, you know, very blunt and it's very clear, like uh, Luann calling Ebony an angry woman when like, Leah screams that she's a whore and it's just like, oh, well, just calm down, Leah. Like, come back. You know, it's like, that's like very clear. That's very night and day. Whereas Heather, it's a little bit more complicated. And I do feel that she was probably, you know, put in the push into the position to sort of do the work is try to be the conduit or the bridge here. But guess who was actually the best bridge? Guess what? She didn't do a great job of being the bridge. And Sonia did a much better job of being the bridge by just mm. shutting up and listening and like, and hearing, and like, so it just shows that like, you know, yeah, I, I bet, you know, it might feel unfair, like she's getting an unfair shake. And I honestly don't even know about the answer. I try to sort of like separate myself from you the- You gotta disassociate. Disassociate because it gets it's too much. so crazy. The and then I would start yeah, hating some of them. Tonight. And it's yeah. like, I don't want to, yeah, I don't yeah, want to yeah. do that. I, I stay away from it. I don't follow most of them. Cause I'm like, I, I have enough of you guys on my TV, yeah, honestly. But like, but I will say it's not impossible for a privileged white woman to be who she is, acknowledge her privilege and also- exist in a world with a black woman. And I think Sonia so far for all of her foibles and flaws and alcoholism has shown that it can be done. And I think it's something that's like, yeah, it's not as maybe easy breezy light and, you know, as fun as, you know, other drama that we've had in the past, but we have to get, we, we, we have to get here as a society. We have to confront these things. I just feel like Ebony deserves so much more than what is being oh. presented to her or forced upon her is probably more accurate. Mm -hmm. And it's just frustrating for me because it's it really honestly just for me personally is such a this, these episodes are such a cringe. They're so, so cringy. So, it, they're so cringy, uncomfortable. I am. I am angry on Ebony's behalf that she even has to deal with mm -hmm. this like the. Um, this is like such a, it's like not, this isn't in the top 30 of what she's had to experience in the, over the course of the last two episodes. But like when Heather was like, um, I know a lot about the black experience. I, I forget the actual semantics of what she said. And Ebony was like, I would love to hear about <laughs> that. Can you tell me about that? I was screaming. Can you tell me about your black experience? Can you tell me you know, more with about that? Spanx and Diddy for, you know, it's like, it's, I mean, it's that, which is yummy in my tummy. Yummy in my I'll tummy. Oh my God. It's yeah. It's that, which I find insanely watchable and like sort of like, mm -hmm. and I guess I, the reason why I'm like, oh, I'm enjoying it is because having talked to Ebony and interviewed her, I do think she mm -hmm. is very much, strong enough of a person to handle and deal with all this stuff. Like, I don't think that it's like, if it were like a weaker or like a less, you know, or more delicate, maybe a Sutton, maybe a Tinsley, maybe, I don't know, if, you know, emotionally handle everything that's being thrown at. So maybe it's me like, sort of like being like, oh, well, Ebony can handle it because, you know, I've, I've talked to her and she seems like she can handle it, which is not necessarily fair, which is why I just wish like she did have at the end of the day and like, and let's bring another black woman, let's bring another person of color onto the cast or somebody who gets it, who, she who can hang with her because these other women can't really hang with her, but there are more of them than, than there are of her. So she somehow ends up being, you know, sort of tried to be painted as the bad guy when it's so clear that she is not. And everything, literally everything she said so far, I think has been 
completely true and valid. And like, I'm like, it's one of those things where it's like, I do like, I, I don't like Ramona and I do, part of me loves Luann because she's so delusional and so just like, you know, so haughty and so pretentious and so, you know, she is sort of like a peak housewife. She's an iconic housewife. I mean, she fell in the bush. I mean, like there, what's not to say about the cabaret star, but watching her struggle with this and not be able to connect the dots in things that are really, really simple, that are really easy, just sort of like the idea of like, you know, the stereotype of an angry black woman that's like we did this in 2014 with Alessandra Stanley with you know Viola Davis and mm. and the, you know the Chonda Rhimes universe like we've already done oh. this and it's like just and it shows how privileged people can be so disconnected it's sort of like Kathy Hilton but like in a like Kathy Hilton is so disconnected with like reality in some ways that but it's in a fun way this is like Luann mm. showing how disconnected she is with like what's going on but like in like a really sort of like dark it uh it uh if not dark but in like a really it's like upside upside down down. it's a very we're on two different upside down which is way cringier it's way it's way cringier but I do sort of relish in I do sort of like I do but I just I I just do think and I think Ronnie I will say don't tell me you didn't have fun when they painted the dicks that was fun the the dick painting honestly I didn't have that much fun fun I'm sorry I I would love on a better day a less a less cloudy day i would love dick portraiture but i just was like <laughs> who doesn't I, love I feel dick like por- I, who doesn't who love, love dick portraiture i mean listen i'm all about it but i just i i really am i'm riding the struggle bus honestly truly with new york what, right now what, what do i really you am need? not enjoying it what, do, what would you need to enjoy it or what do you feel or what would you well i mean what would I, help? I i don't the difficulty for me is like I do think that there is narrative around Heather's exit that we were all planning to have that now none of us are going to yeah. have about Leah's behavior. And I don't think that that's going to happen. Yeah. And I get why. Um, I am curious what will happen when Bershawn comes in, mm. who's the friend of. Friend of, yeah. I think we, well, that's the thing is like, we need more. I just think we also, we need, we need more warm bodies yeah. in the room because Heather is not. Heather, I'm honestly, I'm all for bringing back sort of like a sort of like a, you know, I'm like, please bring back Jill Zarin. Like, I'm like, I'm all for sort of bringing back like a maligned, like, you know, like, you know, housewife who from the from the past and like, I'm like, not even angry at Heather's presence, so to speak. And I do think it like, we really need it. Like, I don't, I don't know what the show would be like without Leah and Heather screaming, at each, you know, or Leah screaming at Heather. Like, I don't like, we don't have much, um, but we need more warm, we meet, we need more warm bodies in the room. And like, yeah, and I think we need new more housewives like Ebony was excellent casting and we need another brand new housewife we have never seen before mm-hmm. next season and maybe bring back an alum. Although, frankly, in New York, that is a very, very small circle. That is. I mean, I I mean, Dorinda honestly got to if Dorinda can 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 channel a little Kathy Hilton and bring some light into her life. I would absolutely welcome her back. But she got to a place of such darkness and 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 anger and vitriol that it was like not even fun to watch. I'm like, I'm glad that she sort of got the boot, honestly, um, as someone, you know, who who loved to make it nice, you know, back in the day. But I agree. I think we need like, or t- honestly, I would like Tinsley to come back. Oh my God. I would love 
Tinsley wants to come back. We all want Tinsley to come back. She's available. She's back in New York uh, as of, you know, via Palm Beach. Like, she's here, except she's in Florida. But that yes. does mean she's still here. That does mean she's we still want here. Her. She is the light. We're going to get that back. She's the light. We got to get that back. I don't we even think. It. We need it. I don't even care. Again, like, not like, you know, I don't think Tinsley is going to be good for racial literacy, but she'll be good just to be like, to be like, <laughs> you know, some light, some, some fluffiness, some mm-hmm. airiness, because we're reaching mm-hmm. a point with these with these with these OG women that and Sonia sort of shows this where it's like her life is kind of falling apart at the Mm -hmm. seams like I think the century 21 Mm -hmm. thing was a really big tough blow for her and like Mm -hmm. we want I want her to have a win and I love to see her have fun and I love to see her you know you know you know connect with Ebony or whatnot but you're right we need a little we need a fresh uh, like some like fresh energy like a fresh kick in the butt to the franchise and mm-hmm. like and right now like you think it could be leah and ebony because leah is still pretty new too but she's acting kind of like a child i know she doesn't like to be compared to children but i'm just like you know i mean the not like the not voting thing aside which is like literally that was insane and like you know like but we've not we've always known she's had that sort of edge that side of her mm-hmm. that like you know that is like i do what i want um she's she's acting like a petulant child and i'm not i'm not here for it yeah she's giving us only reactive right now and we need more exposition yeah and we need more exposition and we need more and we need more engagement i'm like okay you didn't really you you left painting early you didn't you didn't do the boat you you didn't do the fishing it's like you gotta you know if you're gonna be on the show you gotta be on be on the show be present more about be present and let's hear more about her being shalom like as a hebrew yeah. like show me what the fuck is going on with that shabbat shit shalom. like i want to see that shabbat shalom we're recording this on a monday night it's gotta be it's shalom somewhere it's, it's shabbat it's shalom somewhere oh my god it actually does kind of work shalom is shalom <laughs> somewhere and i guess i should say for everyone i guess they're doing this in the middle of a pandemic and so like i should be nice and whatnot but it's again but I do under, I Your do, I, you know, that. it's like, I do, I, I recognize that as to be true, but come on, like, let's, let's, yeah, it's, it feels very divided, which I think is sort of inevitable. Um, and Heather is not the friend of, of my dreams, you know, mm-hmm. I'll take what we can get right now because we needed, we needed a, another person to sort of fulfill the dynamic. But I will say, I do think, uh, you know, I think Sonia, I think Ebony, they're having good seasons. I think Ramona is lucky that Luann sort of had this outburst because it was going <laughs> to yes. be her. I think Ramona really oh, got lucky. But I do yeah. honestly, and I will say this really like uh, Marie, Leah and Ramona uh, for the potty mouth stuff or whatever. It's like, yes, Leah can say whatever she wants, but we forget because Ramona literally like drank the devil's piss or whatever to look so good. Ramona is like 62 years 60s. old. She's 60. Yeah. She's my parents' age. It's like, I understand mm-hmm. if she just like doesn't like, like, that's like a generational thing. It's like, I don't think like, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, of all of her faults, I think her not wanting to talk about taint at the dinner table is not like, you know, is not nearly as big of a deal as like, you know, Leah is making it seem like she is an old woman, like let her, you know, and it's not an education thing as Luann stupidly said, it's not, you know, mm-hmm. it's not a class thing. I honestly think it's just like, she is just old and she just like was raised in the fifties, like <laughs> or like the sixties mm-hmm. or whatever. And it was different. So I'm giving, I don't know. I I'm, I'm my cold, uh, you know, I used to be so anti Ramona. I think my heart is like 
I won't go so far as warming, but it's thawing. I think because Luann was so spectacularly uh, out of line and wrong that I'm like, okay, at least Ramona's shut up a little bit. Like, <laughs> okay, that's rude. At least Ramona's not, has not, you know, uh, she was actually, she was on Luann's side, so I'm not even going to give her, I'll just say Ramona could be worse. That's what I'll say. Speaking of Ramona could be worse, the episode tomorrow. So this comes out the day of New York's <gasps> new episode, but allegedly Ramona's a fucking piece of shit. In that. Oh, so I don't course. know if that's true. I haven't. Oh, watched my God. It, but- Disclaimer. We have not watched that. So if <laughs> so if that. Ramona <laughs> is a monster, then I just will go back to my initial take, which is Ramona is a monster. And that is fine. A monster who needs uh, to be on TV, but like a monster nonetheless. And that. <laughs> I mean, she might be a monster, but you are such a dream. <gasps> Can I please tell you how upset? Where are you? You're in LA. Oh my god! Oh my god! Does it look like I'm in LA? Because I have, I have, I have a, I have a plan. Are you not in LA? No, I'm in Brooklyn. I'm in Brooklyn. I'm a Brooklyn boy. Brooklyn BB. Oh my god! I just moved here oh. like a couple months ago. So where did you move here? From? I moved here from. I was like quarantining in New Jersey, and I was like, I'm from Jersey, born and raised. So I actually do even like Real Houses of New Jersey still. Um, and so I. I used to live in Manhattan, then I was in Jersey for most of quarantine, and now I am back in Brooklyn. Why did I think that you were in LA? Oh my God, I love, that sounds so fancy and glamorous to me. I love, please keep thinking that. And you do have a very LA looking ah! apartment. Oh my God. With I, the plant. With the plant. With the walls. Yeah. With the art. The art. I'm getting, with the olive, I am, um, I thought you were so Oh my LA. God. I'm so, I am so pleased. I love to be boho chic. I love, I love, I'm a New Yorker, so we can hang. We got to. Yeah. I am so excited. And also, you need to come on IRF. Like, you need to, like, come oh, we, to my apartment. 100%. Heather has been here. Uh, our, all of our favorite people. Um, tons of several. Um, it's all, the only people that are coming to mind are people who are currently very problematic. I love so that. I, they're just several Bravo Several Bravo Levities. You know, that's that's baked into our Bravo Liberties. Problematic. And, let the, uh, and you know what? And I celebrate that, you know, because that's, that's the world. That's the world. You know, people, that's. That is people the world. Are, that is the world. I mean, people have problems. People are problematic. And let's let's confront it. Let's engage. Let's talk about it. Yeah, let's let's not ignore it. it. Let's talk about it. Yes. And if you villainize someone to the point of, you know, silencing them, then you just have one more silent person. Yes. Or you create you a know? super villain. And then that's, and you know, and that's, you know, you know, that's a Joker origin story. And that's, we don't love that. I don't want that for any of the women. I don't want that for any of them. Right. So we got to. Let's just confront it head on. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be tough. It's going to be, it's going to be uncomfortable, but let's live in that space and let's sort of like, let's see if we can navigate ourselves, navigate our way out of it. That being said, just be a little uncomfortable. Yes, but Tom is worse than that because he actually stole from widows and orphans and that's beyond problematic. That's actually just like, goodbye. That's villainized. That's villain. Yeah. Save the villain for the actual guy in that Hulu doc that you guys all need to see because of my uh, new favorite (laughs) guest who is like, killing the game right now in my heart and soul chris murphy tell the people how to follow you online read your pieces for vanity fair and so much more tell us oh my god okay so you can follow me on twitter and instagram at christress it's like distress or distress or a mistress but with a chris so c-h-r-i-s-t-r-e-s-s um yeah i tweet i tweet a lot I, i i love a good i love a good insta story so it's worth your while um, and then, yeah, I'm, I write for Vanity Fair. So 
you know, you can get a, a subscription. I think they're like three dollars online. A dollar for a dollar six for, yeah, that's literally yeah, it's phenomenal. nothing. Um, and I'm sometimes in the magazine as well. So if you pick up a hard copy, you know, the June issue, TV issue, uh, interviewed Hugh Grant and some fun people. So yeah, he's charming. He's <laughs> do you know something about Hugh Grant that people don't know? He's charming. <laughs> he is um no longer allowed to come and watch what happens. Isn't he like the only guest? Oh yeah. Like, I think you're right. I did not sadly I didn't bring it up in our in my short interview with <laughs> next him. Time. Next, next time, time I will. But yeah, so yeah. And then I, you know, I also do comedy around New York and and uh you know, a lot of a lot of different stuff. So well, I am obsessed with you, and I know that the AGs will feel the same. Guys, speaking of all things Instagram, at Dame Galley, you're not following me, and I really think that you should. I also am going to watch what happens the day that you guys are listening to this episode. So if you want to see some behind-the-scenes Yes, wait, that's actually cool. I need that. And you know who the guests are? Ryan Serhant and Heather Thompson. Oh, I'm so Heather, excited to see we can't escape Heather. We can't wait to see it. So I am, I'm so excited to share that with you um, on my IG, which you guys need to follow. Patreon.com slash Girls starts at $2 a month, the single best way to support the pod and yours truly in my burgeoning shoe addiction. Um, Patreon.com slash Girls starts at $2 a month and five gets you two bonus episodes, 10 gets you four, and a little bit more gets you a premium level where you get to record a Patreon episode with me. <laughs> What? How could that not be amazing and the best thing you'll do all year? I know it's I'm signing in a list. Up. Yeah. Amen. I'll see you there. Um, guys, I hope you're all staying safe, staying sane. What a week. What a Hulu doc. What a guest. What a world. Chris Murphy. Thank you so much, guys. Hang in there. Get the vax if you can. Yeah, and we back. will talk 